Hello and welcome to another episode of the IT News Podcast. On the show this week, we're speaking to Paul McKenna, who is the Head of Workplace Services at Westpac. Westpac has replaced the phone systems in its branches with a mobile, digital-first system that uses iPhones and a special configuration of Microsoft Teams calling. It's the latest in a string of works connected to a wider network modernization effort at the bank, which we also get an update on here. Please enjoy the conversation. Can you just start by talking a little bit about the Microsoft Teams calling program for the branch network and how it came about? It's an Australian first in terms of deploying Teams calling out to the branches. We removed all our legacy telephony systems, so we had quite a few different legacy telephone systems out there in the branches. And we had some key ingredients there already, which was really ripe for deploying a Teams mobile digital first solution out to the branches. We had a big user base of iPhones that we'd recently deployed out to all the branch employees. We had also recently upgraded all our branch networks. You would have seen the announcements last year and been involved in announcements around the software-defined WAN that we deployed. So our branch network was turbocharged and we leveraged that, so to speak. The third ingredient, we are actually the largest user of Teams in Australia. So having a Teams-based application on a mobile leveraging Wi-Fi in our branches just seemed to be a really logical way to roll out a digital solution and replace the legacy telephony. Can you give us a sense of how many calls would typically go through to the branch network instead of, say, a central call centre or contact centre at Westpac? We get around 10,000, 10,500 calls a day still into our branches. So it's a popular channel that customers want to talk to the local branch. You mentioned that this is replacing, I think, multiple legacy phone and voicemail systems that are in the branches. I thought it might be useful maybe if you were able to explain a little bit about how these phone systems in the branches evolved and particularly how it evolved to having different technology in different areas of the branch network. There was a couple of types of technology in the branches that we replaced. There was the very old legacy PABX style dedicated telephony line technologies, which were actually going obsolete with the rollout of MBN. And then there was a more VoIP based technologies, which still used a dedicated handset within the branches. And there was a few different styles of voice recording solutions. So all those technologies were really evolving from legacy dedicated lines to voice over IP lines. And now we've taken the next step to remove that altogether and go to the mobile solution and mobile application-based solutions. So the problems we had to solve were if you call a branch today and a dedicated number, all the dedicated phones ring on the desk. In a mobile world, we had to solve the problem of you call a branch and every mobile that's associated with that branch would need to ring. And if you left a voicemail, then everyone associated with that branch would need to access that voicemail. And in this instance, we were able to, because of the digital solution, transfer that voicemail to text and so everyone can access and really service the customer quickly just by accessing the text-based recording. So the evolution is very much around legacy PBX style to VoIP dedicated to mobile application digital solution, if that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. And when you were looking for capabilities to have all the mobiles, for example, ring that are attached to a particular branch and for this voice to text in terms of the voicemail feature, were these all things that were native functionality within Teams calling or was this something you had to work with Microsoft on? Most of it was native, although we were pushing the boundaries of Teams capability. Microsoft were very interested in what we're doing and we had great support from Microsoft. So we're on monthly calls with their product manager based in Redmond. 
and what we were doing, the sophistication or the routing and some of that capability around accessing voicemails in text by multiple people at the same time. Those techniques, we actually work with Microsoft to develop the product out. So Microsoft help us develop the team solution. So you mentioned before that everyone in the branches has an iPhone, which you rolled out, I think, last year to them, and that basically they're taking the calls through a Teams calling app on the phone, but the calls are transmitting over the new Wi-Fi in the branches and then out to the sort of MBN or whatever connectivity they're using from the branches. Can you give us some numbers, I guess, around how many iPhones have been deployed out there and how many people in the branches are actually recipients of this new technology and these new systems? So we've deployed over 5,000 iPhones out to our branch employees and every one of those are actually on this solution. We have deployed this to all our branches effectively and all those 5,000 employees. Where you spoke about leveraging Wi-Fi and I think that's a key component because we built off the back of the ST-WAN deployment out to the branches. That improved the Wi-Fi throughput. But the other thing it did was created a faster path out to cloud-based services from the branches. So the architecture is such that we can access those cloud-based services such as Teams in a really efficient manner with the SD-WAN solution. So we definitely build on top of that capability. And obviously when you're outside of the branch, like you would at home with your mobile, it uses the mobile network, obviously. Um, but when we're within the branch, it uses the Wi-Fi network, which we have more control over and leverages the SD-WAN capability. In terms of having staff with mobile phones and systems that follow them, obviously there's good elements to that in terms of if there are lockdowns or other things that are happening in Australia, then you're able to cater to different needs and requirements and be able to be flexible within the business. But obviously having all these systems follow you around may not necessarily be good out of hours, for example. Are there governance practices or things that Westpac has in place around switching systems off or on or what times things have to be available? That's a really important element in the solution. We're very careful around not only for our employees, but also for the customers. There's only certain hours that you can contact a branch, and that's still true whether or not you're contacting a mobile or a desk phone. A key part of the solution is managing those opening hours. So each branch is programmed to the opening hours that they can receive calls. So therefore, it not only maintains that same level of service to our customers, but also manages, I guess, that out of hours or that within work hours obligation of our employees in the branches, if that makes sense. You picked up on a really important point because one of the key features is the flexibility. The, while the customer is calling the branch, all the mobiles ring, but if you happen to have an employee in another branch, they'll still receive that call or they can receive calls from multiple branches if they're aligned to multiple branches. And in the COVID scenario, they can receive calls if they're from home. And the mobile element of the solution gives that flexibility. And that wasn't particularly challenging in terms of creating all those different configurations that's all handled in the background? That would have been the key development piece. So programming through code, those relationships, if that makes sense. How did you actually go about finding out all those different relationships? Do you have that already mapped internally in some way and you were able to hand that to the coders and they'd be able to codify that into the application itself? Or did you have to do some legwork in terms of finding out different ways that people or resources cut across different branches or share resources, for example? We had pretty much all that information, although what we needed to do, because there is a maintenance element of it, develop some self-service capability. So if you weren't coming into a branch someday, you might log on and say, no, I'm not there. Or So because of that flexibility and the configuration sophistication, you needed to develop a self-serve capability. You talked about flexibility and some other elements. 
Are there other business case elements or outcomes that you were looking to drive through the Teams calling rollout? They were the key ones. There were some saved benefits from decommissioning the legacy as well, which wasn't the main driver, but it was a benefit for the program. And is the rollout complete? It was complete in late August. Can you describe a little bit about the process of the rollout? Because when I last visited this story and talked a little bit about the SD-WAN deployment, one of the outcomes of that was going to be zero-touch deployments to the branch network. So I wondered if that came into play within the rollout of the Teams calling function, for example. It was a similar technique where we were able to deploy the technology without necessarily going to the branch. Although, obviously, we would have to visit to decommission the legacy because there's some equipment there we needed to collect. But in terms of deploying the new capability, the zero-touch deployment, the main activity was actually a change activity in terms of, obviously, a new way of working. Instead of answering the phones, you've got the mobile and how to work with that. So that was really the key implementation piece. And just more broadly on Teams, so you mentioned you're the largest Teams user in the country and that you're also pushing some of the boundaries of the -the out-of-the-box capabilities. Obviously, we've got a specific use case here. Are there other elements of Teams where you feel that Westpac is really pushing the solution to its limits and where Microsoft perhaps is maybe looking to assist you to optimize some of those processes and the way that you use the application? I think that's definitely the key one. We were in a really good position pre-COVID outbreak eight, eight months ago where we've had a program of work to implement Teams and really consolidate all the other communication methods and tools. And we were, like many organisations, we rode the explosion of adoption. We happened to be in a very good position because we were just driving that at the time as well. So that really helped our deployment. Basically, our adoption levels are very high and it's used throughout pretty much all parts of the organisation, not just for Teams meetings, but also ways of collaboration and working better. But in terms of pushing the boundaries and developing the product, that's definitely the key area, the Teams calling solution so far. Mm. This model where you've got the branch staff having iPhones and having Teams calling so that they can presumably make outbound calls as well using the functionality of that app, Is that same technology offered to employees as well? How do the different groups of staff within Westpac have access to different kinds of tooling, devices and Teams capabilities, for example? In terms of our employee base, almost all roles have a mobile that comes along as a key tool of use and with Teams and Teams calling capability. What makes the branches special is around all that configuration, which I spoke about previously. So other non-branch-based employees have the capability to make calls by Teams, and also almost all roles have a mobile phone associated with them. And just to build on that and maybe just to explain a little bit more about your role, I just wondered if you could maybe provide a little bit of an overview of your domain area workplace services, maybe how big it is, where it reports to, how long it's been in existence, because obviously a lot of large organizations, mid-sized organizations as well have set up specific digital workplace teams or functions now post-COVID to try and create new ways of working within their organizations. It'd be useful to hear from your perspective about the work that you do. So my portfolio is, I should say, digital workplace services, which encompasses everything from laptops to mobiles and virtual desktops to remote access and collaboration tools. And also I run the contact center platforms, which is another element of collaboration with our customers. So the idea of the portfolio is that the full collaboration suite within employees and to customers is in one spot. The other element of the role is the physical element in terms of deploying collaboration tool sets into our offices. 
So it's been, a, I think, a great place to be during COVID because with the adoption and the shifts have just been amazing. We've really ridden that change and I think leveraged it to drive forward several years in a few months in terms of capability. You're really the nerve center of the organization in a sense in terms of enabling the ways of work and enabling the remote work capability. Yeah, absolutely. And the remote working change has been key and driving that adoption and supporting the business through that has been great, actually, really satisfying. And so you mentioned a bunch of different areas there. And just one more question on this, I guess. Can you give us a sense of maybe even just at a high level, what the strategic pillars are within your area of the organization? So you mentioned, obviously, the different hardware and software and collaboration areas there. But are there particular strategies that you're pursuing or um, looking to enhance, I guess, on an ongoing basis? Well, definitely the collaboration piece is something that is ever evolving and is always going to be a key pillar of our strategy, how we communicate with each other and our customers and the use of video and so forth and the adoption and growth of that. That's one key pillar. The other key one is around how do we adopt to the hybrid working going forward with how do we collaborate within the office as we return to office to home because I battle both those areas are in a position to implement that hybrid working strategy from a solution perspective. So they're two key pillars and strategies in my space. And you just mentioned video there, which is obviously a big thing at the moment. I'm using a lot more video meetings to do a lot of different banking transactions and bank processes. How's your thinking on the video stuff? Do you think it'll stay long-term now that it's implemented and embedded in a lot of these transactional processes? I do. I think it would continue to grow. Definitely going to stay. I mean, there's obviously still a preference. Voice is king, but sometimes you want to step up to video interaction. And I feel like that shift is going to continue to be the way forward. And just one final question. The uh, press release I saw mentioned a little bit more about the SD-WAN rollout and sort of moving towards the corporate sites and potentially to the international operations as well. And I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about the evolution of that. Yeah, sure. So the branch deployment, as we discussed, was complete last calendar year. We're 70% the way through the corporate building deployments, which will be complete in November. And then we're going to move on to the international deployments next calendar year. It's very similar architecture, very similar benefits that we're seeing through the branch into the corporate network. That was Paul McKenna from Westpac. And that's the podcast for this week. We'll be back with an exciting new interview next week. Until then, you can catch all the latest headlines in Australian IT over at itnews.com.au.